Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the first Sunday of the Blessed Land, and as we start on this uh, beautiful journey, the Church wants to make sure that our hearts are pure, that our heart is set in the right place, because the only way to reach our final destination is to make sure we are headed in the right direction. You will never be able to get to the place you are trying to go if you have the wrong address plugged in. And similarly, you won't be able to make it to the heavenly destination unless our hearts are right with God. And that's why this Sunday is called Treasure Sunday. Treasure Sunday. The church is asking us about where our treasure is. Our Lord Jesus Christ, He said, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And that's why today I want to speak to you about this treasure. If we look at the Greek word for treasure, the Greek word for treasure actually means a storehouse, a storehouse for precious things. So in other words, the gospel is asking us, what things do we have in our storehouse? What things do we have in our storehouse? And if you think about it, the things we consider valuable, the things we consider valuable, that's the stuff we keep in storage. If they were not valuable, you throw them in the garbage. But because they have value, you keep them in storage and you don't throw them away. The principle or the idea is, if we have in our storage or our storehouse, what we have in this storehouse is a reflection of what we value. What we have in our storehouse is a reflection of what we value. That's why today each person, everyone, needs to look into their storehouse to see what they are storing in their hearts. And today we want to take an inventory of what's in the storehouse. And today I'm going to speak about three possible things we might find in the storehouse of our hearts. The first thing that we might find in the storehouse of our hearts is sin. Is sin. For some, sin is overflowing in their storehouse. Mishinto. For others, sin is buried deep in the, like, deep in the storehouse. It's behind all the kerakib and all the boxes. It's, it's there. The sin is there, but just so far back. Maybe those are the big sins we haven't confessed. Or maybe it's resentment and anger that we just harbor in our heart. Today and during this fasting time, we need to clean out the storehouse from sin. Sin does not belong in the storehouse. Its sin is like, like trash. Trash. And trash belongs in the garbage. It does not belong in the storehouse because what we value belongs in the storehouse if we keep our sin to ourselves then our storehouse is no longer a storehouse it becomes a landfill a landfill a place full of garbage and that's not the intention that is not the intention for the storehouse to become a landfill 
In the Old Testament, there were several kings of Israel and Judah who filled their storehouses with sin. Sin, 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 and filled it with sin. And they became huge landfills. Huge landfills. But today I want to speak to you about one king in particular, and that's Manasseh, king of Judah. Manasseh was the son of Hezekiah, and Hezekiah was considered like a righteous king. He repaired the temple, he destroyed shrines for idols, he celebrated Passover in a very nice way. But Manasseh, his son, different, opposite, complete opposite completely reversed all of the reforms that his father had passed. He persecuted the prophets. He rebuilt the shrines of the idols. And Manasseh filled his storehouse with sin. Filled it with sin. And it wasn't until he was taken captive and he was in prison that he finally realized, oh, what did I do? I filled my storehouse with sin. And then he said a beautiful, beautiful prayer of repentance. And you can find his repentance in a book called The Prayer of Manasseh. It's, the, it's in the second canon, so you won't find it in the, New King James, uh, in the New King James Version. But I hope you'll go home and read it. I'm going to read a small part of it, but I think it's very fitting for this season of the church. Actually, we read it like in Bright Saturday. That's Yanning. That's a while. We'll see a bright Saturday. Okay, we'll read a part of it today. I have committed more sins than there are grains of sand along the seashore. They are so many, Lord, they are so many. I have done so much that is wrong that I am not worthy to turn my face toward heaven. I am crushed beneath the weight of my sin. I am bowed down by its heavy iron chain. I can find no relief, for I have made you angry. I have set up idols everywhere. I have done what you hate. But now I bow in deep humility, praying for your mercy. I have sinned, O Lord, I have sinned. And we say that a lot these times. This is the words of, of Manasseh. I confess the wicked thing I have done. I beg you, Lord, I earnestly pray, forgive me, forgive me. Do not destroy me because of my sins. Do not stay angry with me forever, nor store up punishment for me. Do not condemn me to the world of the dead. For you, O Lord, forgive those who repent. Show me all your mercy and kindness and save me, even though I do not deserve it. Then I will go on praising you as long as I live. And all the heavenly powers sing your praises and glory endures forever. Amen. Today we want to be like King Manasseh. We want to offer this genuine repentance and remove the garbage that's in the storage house. It doesn't, it's not meant to be in the storage house. And actually all the readings of today, if you've paid in like the readings of all today, all about this. If you read Romans, the Pauline epistles, it says, And do this knowing the time that now is the high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we had first believed. He says, the night has far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Let us take off the darkness. We need to clean out the storage house, Romans. The Catholic epistle says, therefore lay aside all filthiness. The storehouse has become garbage. Clean it up. 
says, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, <laughs> overflowing, and receive it with meekness, the implanted word which is able to save our souls. So first, we need to clean our storehouses from the sin that is buried in, our, in, in the storehouse. The second thing that we might find in our storehouse as we're doing inventory is earthly things. All of us, we value earthly things. But the Lord in the gospel of today, He wanted us to realize that there's something more valuable, and that is heavenly things. Heavenly things. In our storehouses, they only have finite volume. Only finite volume. And that's why we need to fill it with what's most valuable. It's only 50 pounds, kiddo. You can only check one shanta. 50 pounds max. Finite volume. That's why our Lord says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth, rust, destroy, where thieves break in and steal. Because our Lord wants to teach us how unprofitable, unprofitable earthly treasure is. And that's why later in the gospel he says, What profit is it to a man? He says, What profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world? but loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his own soul? What will all those earthly possessions do for you? That's why I love what the righteous Job realized. He says, naked I came from my mother's womb. Naked shall I return. Earthly things are inferior to heavenly things. And Christian theology teaches us not to love the things of the world, do not be attached to worldly things. That's why in the Gospel of today, the Lord says, No one can serve two masters. Otherwise, he's going to hate one and love the other. Else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon or money. Yani, imagine you had some gold and you had some pennies. Some gold and some pennies. Had you mixed them together, you melt them and mix them together, when you do that, what you've done is you've corrupted the gold. Now the gold is not gold, it's gold, copper, nickel, it's not even copper, it's a haga, cheap. You've corrupted the gold. And similarly, when we take the heavenly and we mix it with earth, we defile what is so precious. That's why you cannot serve two masters, they have to be separate. One objection that people might have is say, I have earthly things in my storehouse because I'm preparing for the future. I'm preparing for the future. So I have to prepare, I have to store things in my house so that I can prepare for the future. And so we use this as a justification to, to keep and be attached to earthly things. But the irony of this the irony is, the purpose of the storehouse is not to store excess things. I mean, the irony is a storehouse is meant to store excess things. But in Christian theology, we don't need excess things. Isn't that weird? You guys, you guys see that concept? We don't need any excess things. Christianity is about sufficiency. I am sufficient. The world is about excess. The world tries to make us believe if we had more of a material, or if we had more of something, we would be happier. 
And if we had more in the storehouse, we would be much better. But actually Christianity says, no, you don't need more in the storehouse. When I was in grad school, someone told me a story. So I'm going to finish very quickly. I'm going to skip all of but this, this story was very like nice story, and it changed like my perspective on life. It was about a fisherman. And there was a fisherman, he was a productive fisherman. Like, he was a sufficient, simple man. He used to go and sit on the beach and fish. And he used to catch a few small fish for his family, and he was very happy with his family. A businessman came and said, What are you doing, man? You know what? If you got bigger nets, you could catch more fish. So then the fisherman said, Okay, and what reward will I get? And the, the, the businessman said, You'll gain more money. And then he said, Okay. And then he said, Once you have more money, then you can buy a ship. And then with the ship... You can catch more fish. And then the fisherman said, Okay, then what reward will I have? Then he said, Once you have a ship, you can have another ship. And you could have more people fishing for you to catch your fish. And then he said, Okay, what reward will I have from this? Then he said, Then you don't have to work. You won't have to fish. And you won't have to... He said, you could go and sit on the beach and do your hobbies. And the fisherman looked at him and said, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. So, like, the cycle of... This is the, what the world is telling us to do. Keep ex- Push, 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 push. And then we come all the way, full circle, and we just want to do the things that we... Our hobbies... This is madness. St. Basil, he says, this is the biggest madness that everybody is going to scour in the world for gold. And we're all digging in the earth to find gold. And then when we find the gold, you know what we do? We take it from one hole in the ground and then we put it in another hole in the ground. Says Allah, into Gennento, crazy. What is this? He says, when you bury it back in the ground, guess what you did? You buried your heart with it, because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's Saint Basil. I know Kadam saw this. That's Saint Basil. Unbelievable. And actually, if you think about it, what benefit did all the excess give to Solomon? Solomon died under all the excess. Excess, excess, everything, in every category. He says, whatever my eyes desired, I had it. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure. And then he said, I looked at all the things which my hands had worked for, and the labor for which I toiled, and indeed it was all vanity and grasping for the wind. There was no profit under the sun. All vanity. And that's why the Lord in the Gospel of today, he says, you remember Solomon? Remember that guy? It says Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of the lilies of the field. Not one of the lilies of the field. It says now if God so clothes the grass of the field of which today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? 
It says, therefore do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will put on. Is not the life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. The last thing that... There's more to say about excess, but... Maratani. We're slightly late today. We should put in our storehouses heavenly things, heavenly things. We take out the earthly things, the excess. We take away our sins. Put in your storehouses heavenly things. Put in your storehouse the word of God. In the long psalm we say, Your word I have hidden in my... Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. The word of God needs to be important in our life. In another psalm, the psalmist says, The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired than gold. Yes, much more than fine gold. Sweeter than honey than the honeycomb. Put the word of God in your storehouse. Number two, put good deeds and acts of service and almsgiving in your storehouse. I love the story of Cornelius. Cornelius is the, the, the first Gentile Christian. And what made Cornelius so special? When the angel spoke to him, he said, Your prayers and your... Prayers and your almsgiving have come up before a memorial for God. Your prayers and your almsgiving, meaning your giving is like very important. Prayers and almsgiving together. Actually, during the fast, we always say this hymn at the end. Blessed are those who have mercy, who give to the poor and fast and pray. So fasting. Prayer, fasting, giving alms does one big package together. Those are the things that we should put in our storehouse. We should bring our tithe. What the, what the Lord, or what the Malachi writes in his prophecy says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven, and pour out for you such blessing that there will be no more room, that there will not be room enough to receive it. What Malachi is saying, if you bring your tithe to me and you be like generous to others, God will open the windows of heaven. I think that's why the last verse in the gospel of today said, seek first, put that in your storehouse, seek first, the kingdom of God, and then everything else will be added to you. And glory be to God forever. Amen.